Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I'm Rita Cosby. Well, in recent days, various border bills and a vote to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas failed to pass in Congress. This as border security and problems with illegal migrants continue to dominate the national news headlines. And get this. President Biden incredibly says the reason the border is not secure is because of President Trump and MAGA Republicans. Yes, he is pushing this revisionist history. And joining us now to talk about all of this is Texas Congresswoman Republican Beth Van Dyne. Congresswoman, it's so great to have you here. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this, especially President Biden actually blaming the crisis at the border on former President Trump and MAGA Republicans. Your reaction to all of that? Look, this is what this is their their game plan, right? They know exactly what has caused these problems. It was their policies. They were warned by people from the Trump administration the day that Biden took office. These are the policies that are working. This is the effect that they have had to decrease the push of immigrants coming over, illegal immigrants coming over our border. And if you change them, expect that you are going to see a proliferation of numbers. They knew exactly what they were doing. And what you're seeing is people moving out of states like California and out of New York into places like Texas and Florida. And as you were having this proliferation of illegal immigrants, by the way, to the tune of 10 million since Biden administration took over, plus you are seeing them now going into places like California and New York. They are welcoming them because they don't want to lose their their population numbers because they don't want to lose representatives in Congress. So it is, it is my belief that this administration is continuing to open our borders because, one, they don't really care about the harm they're causing because they are much more focused on continuing to keep control of this country than they are about the safety and national security of this country. So what do you make of the revisionist history or the sort of blame game that Biden's playing? It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, he is the one who, through executive order, removed the Remain in Mexico policy. He removed the Title 42 policy. He started the catch and release policy. He, from day one, stopped construction of our border wall. All of these happened, and we knew exactly. I mean, this is not rocket science. When you take away the tools that are preventing illegal immigration from happening, and you, 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 you do exactly what he did, and then he's trying to blame Republicans for it, It makes absolutely no sense. But again, this is what this administration does. They call things out when they know that they're the cause for it. 
because they don't want to take responsibility and they can see their poll numbers tanking. Um, he's trying to win a re-election. He's trying to blame it on a party that for three years has been crying a foul. Has been three years now, Republicans have been saying, you have got to get control of our border. Every month we are seeing skyrocketing numbers of people coming over. Last month alone, it was 300,000 people who entered our country illegally, and we have been calling him out on it. Finally, he's waking up, but only because it's an election year and only because he sees his, his numbers tanking in the polls. Yeah, and you see it in almost every single poll. Uh, border, national security, all of this really is number one on voters' minds. So the crisis is obviously for him, not the border, but the crisis is the poll number, right? Exactly, exactly. He, he could care less about about protecting this company, this country, and he has shown it. I mean, he has shown it over and over again. And, and, and again, he spoke to people like Tom Homan and Mark Morgan, who were working on illegal immigration, who were working in, in immigration and customs enforcement and, and our customs and border patrol to, to protect our country and our national security, saw the policies that were working. This is just not hypothetical policies. These were actual policies put into place, and we could see the benefits of that. The Biden administration is the one that just from, a, from an executive order alone took them off the table. And now they're trying to blame Republicans. Get real. How big of an issue do you think this is going to be for voters? It seems if you even look at some of the exit polls from like New Hampshire and Iowa, uh, they both clearly said that voters were deeply concerned. And then you look at the poll numbers. How is President Biden handling the border and immigration? He gets like 70, 80 percent disapproval in this. Do you believe this is probably going to be the leading issue this election year? I believe so, because this is proliferate. Look, we've had 10 million people come over. This isn't just a few hundred thousand. This is 10 million people. We've had 110,000 people who have died from fentanyl poisoning as a result of, of illegal drugs coming in over our border, our southern border. This is affecting communities across the country. This is this is moms whose kids can't go to school because the kids are getting kicked out to make room for illegal immigrants to be able to house. This is people who don't have access to health care because when they try to go to the hospital, they don't have enough room because the, the ER is being overrun by illegal immigrants. This is people who are looking at their taxpayer dollars and they're having to make the decision between paying for gas or food on their plate. And they are seeing illegal immigrants coming over the border who are being given cash cards. The $53 million in New York that is being spent to just pay off illegal immigrants to have money. And people are like, we pay taxes. We're not getting this benefit. In New York, you are laying off people who are taking out our garbage. We're seeing garbage on our street. These are the services you can't provide. And yet you were giving it away for people who should not even be in our country. I think people are feeling it. They're feeling it across the country, every sector. But most importantly, in in working families is where they're feeling it the most. And it's coming out in the polls. You know, you talked about the uh, credit cards in New York. This is an amazing thing because that, of course, came out just a few days ago. $53 million for these sort of debit credit cards. They're taking the migrants' word that they are only supposed to use it for food. They are not supposed to use it for anything else. It's all the, you know, sort of the volunteer system, the honor system, if you will. First off, uh, that's an astounding amount. And especially if you compare it, veteran services are $21 million. Yeah. I also was 
looking at um, SNAP, you know, of course, the program for low income Americans, which are our American citizens who are clearly in dire need. And this amount, what they give them per day, uh, it turns out it's 40 percent less. It's only 40 percent what the folks on SNAP, low income American citizens get compared to illegal migrants. That's an astounding comparison. What are we doing? Uh, I think it's a. They are the the Democrats in these Democrat-run cities, and in in the administration are prioritizing people who are here illegally over American citizens. And by the way, it's not just the benefits that they're giving away; it's not just the money that they're giving away. But you look at the over three hundred people who have crossed our country that we've caught from the terrorist watch list. You look at the thousands of people who are coming over from the China nationals that are military age single men that are crossing our border. People who are coming into our country from foreign nations that want to do us harm. It's not just the dollars that we're giving away, but the people that we are allowing to infiltrate into our country. We don't know where they're going. We don't know what their intent is. That is a long-term safety issue that apparently because they would prefer to have 10 million potential new voters in this country, they are turning their eye on. They're not looking at the narco slavery that they're causing. They're not looking at the sex trafficking that, that, that is happening in our country. They are not looking at the child slavery that they are creating, which, by the way, has been found in, in city after city across the country. They, these kids are coming over. These women are coming over and they owe their coyotes that are bringing them here you know, thousands of dollars, and they're being told that they're going to have to work five to seven years, eight years in sex trafficking or in child slavery to be able to pay it off. This is what we're creating in this country. And the biggest partners for these for these uh, drug cartels and for these gang members and for these human traffickers is the Biden administration, who is helping them with logistics, taking your taxpayer dollars and putting these kids, putting these women on planes and on buses to cities across the country where they are then sold into slavery. You know, there was also the story of, yeah, and also the story of 85,000 missing migrants. Remember when Mayorkas was asked about that in the hearing, and is that true? Yeah, we have 85,000. Where's the attention by the Biden administration that says they care about kids on 85,000 missing at that time? I can't imagine how many are missing now. Right. You've got at least 85,000 kids who've entered our country, and we have no idea where they are. They didn't think to track them. They didn't think to, to find out where their family members were. They just, you know, if they had a number on their, on their um, arm that was written, that's where they sent them. And when you start finding out how many kids are sexually assaulted, both boys and girls, and how many are sold into sex trafficking or some type of child slavery, it's appalling. And I'll ask, where are these Democrats? Where are these Democrats who, during the Trump administration, were down on the border crying? Where are they now? If they went down to the border when I've been down there, they would have seen this firsthand. And this would have been solved, but they're not. And it's amazing to me that we can't get more support for our bill, you know, our, our, our Secure the Border Act, H.R. 2, which takes legitimate solutions like working with our local and our state law enforcement officers, like continuing construction of the border, like ending the catch and release program, like bringing back the Remain in Mexico program. Like, I don't know, things like enforcing our laws. That was all part of our bill. These are pragmatic solutions. They have been proven to be effective and to work. And we did not have any 
Democrat support. And that bill is languishing right now in the Senate. All they have to do is start enforcing the laws and they could get control of our border tomorrow. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, And the president could do executive action, as you pointed out, right? I mean, he could change it in a heartbeat. He keeps saying, you know, give me the tools. Give me. He has the tools, right? He has the tools. And here's the thing, too. He has the money. He keeps asking for more and more money to do his job. Well, the fact is, is that under the the, the Trump administration, they had a, a lot less funding and they did a lot more because their job was clear. Secure the border. Stop people from entering our country illegally by stopping them at the border and having them apply for asylum from the first safe country they come to and to deport criminal illegal aliens. It was a very clear cut job. And under the Trump administration, they were successful in preventing the proliferation of illegal immigration. Under this administration, it's the exact opposite. Where they want to put the additional funding is having people at the border who are simply processing illegal immigrants faster into our country, giving them, you know, um, court dates three, five, seven years out, where we know the majority of them are not going to go to the court dates. We know the majority, 80 or 90 percent, do not meet the requirements necessary for asylum. And yet we are letting them into our country. It makes absolutely no sense. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You know, to your point, you even saw it in the Senate bill that clearly the president was pushing for. Uh, That was the bill that never even got out of the Senate. You and I talked about that because, remember, you thought, and you were spot on, Congresswoman, because you thought it would include this sort of maximum of 5,000 illegal migrants a day. That turns out to like 1.8 million a year. That's a lot. It's condoning illegal behavior. Your reaction when you found out the bill was exactly as bad as you thought? It's exactly right. But by the time we finally got the the, uh, the word, yeah, there were good things, right? They were going to start um, rebuilding the wall. They were going to support um, some of the local law enforcement. But the fact is that what they wanted to do is they wanted to um, normalize the huge number of people coming in on a daily basis now. Now, that was 5,000, but that was on average 5,000 a week. But what they were saying is you could have up to $8,500 a day, uh, $8,500 um, um, immigrants coming over a day. And we didn't even see, like, like always the devil's in the details, right? How are you going to know when you hit 5000 or 8500 But to your point, it's it it about $2 million a year that are coming in. And to put that into some kind of context, under the Trump administration, 1000 a day was considered a crisis. And they wanted to normalize 5000 the other part of this bill that was that was included was they wanted to have workforce provisions. So people who are entering our country illegally were going to give the option to work. So be any other for, you know developed country in the world that has those types of immigration um, laws. It doesn't exist, and there's a reason why it doesn't exist. It's dangerous. It is a threat to national security, and I'm really glad that you had enough Republican senators that stood up and said, this is ridiculous. We are not going to pass it. Yeah, it's exactly like you said. It's sort of like, okay, well, we're only going to rob the bank halfway. 
it's allowing for at least the halfway to happen. Uh, you're right. How do you monitor it? And also what it does to is it also proves that the Biden administration and the Democrats fully know how to sort of control the border. If they claim they're going to control it to X amount, it shows that they're willing to reduce it some. They know how to do it. They just don't want to, right? Well, and I saw that last month. I went down with Speaker Mike Johnson and some, you know, a, a number of my colleagues down to the border. We went to Eagle Pass in January. And we saw a sanitized version of the border. Because what they had done is they knew that we were coming. They had two weeks notice and they diverted them to other areas of entry. It was empty where you had seen in news reports thousands of people that were in line to get through Eagle Pass. All of a sudden it was empty. We went to these centers and they were empty. It was incredible. I haven't seen anything like that in 14 years, which shows if they want to do it, they can. So I think what we should threaten to do is we should have Republican, um, um, you know, a group of 10 to 12 Republicans every week. They're threatening to go out of the border. And just because they don't want to allow the photo up, let's see what they do. They right. know the programs that work. Yeah. They know what they have to do. They just choose not to. You know, you talked um, earlier about just who's coming through and you brought up the Chinese. There was that story recently on 60 Minutes. It was stunning where you see the hole in the wall. They're following directions on an app of where the hole is in the fence uh, to come through. They're well-dressed. They're pulling, you know, roller uh, suitcases and paying $35,000. This doesn't sound like people uh, fleeing poverty. No, no. This This is a concerted, organized effort. When we see people who are coming over that are, 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 you know, again, thousands and thousands of Chinese nationals, and they are military-aged single men, you got to ask me the number one question, why? What's the, what is the purpose? How are they getting here? How is this being funded? And what's the ultimate goal? Again, when you see people coming from the terrorist watch list, we live in a dangerous world. Look at what's going on in Israel. Look at what's going on in Ukraine. Look at what is potentially going to be happening in South Korea or in Taiwan. And these people are now in our country, and we seem to have an administration that could care less. They're looking at more at the numbers, more at the numbers that, that, would, that would constitute a, a congressional district and then not losing representation in states like California and New York. And I think what you're seeing for the American people in every community is enough is enough. I, think- I really hope that is reflected in November. And I think one of the things that epitomized uh, enough is enough is the beatdown of the New York City police officers uh-huh. by those illegal migrants. One of them is behind bars. Uh, he got, uh, you know, he had a, a uh, enough to hold him by the grand jury. But the DA in New York lets the rest of them out on no cash bail. They're nowhere to be found at this point. You know, they're roaming they don't freely. Even have legal IDs, right? They don't even know who these people are. They don't know where they are residing. And these people in broad daylight beats are New York police officers. These are law enforcement officers that put their lives at risk on a daily basis. And not only are they not holding, allowing them in our country, you know, illegally, but then once they're here, they're releasing them with no cash bail. And they, these, these, these immigrants obviously do not even feel any remorse as they are flipping off the cameras. They're flipping off Americans. And there's this, entitled, this entire sense of entitlement that they are coming over here and telling us what they expect. 
And this is this is legitimately being influenced is being um, incentivized by this administration. Yeah, and, and it just epitomizes uh, the worst of oh, so many layers, yes, right? <laughs> yes, yes, without a doubt. Before I let you go, your reaction uh, to the vote, obviously, for Mayorkas to have him impeached. I know you voted yes. Most of your colleagues did. Um, A handful did not. A very few did. But it's such a narrow margin, as you know. (laughs) Uh, Your reaction to that, how disappointing was that and what's the plan? I, I will tell you, I was very disappointed, and I, you know, and I understand um, uh, um, Ken Buck, and you know, we had Mike Gallagher, um, and, and we had McClintock that uh, that, that voted against uh, that that the, the articles of impeachment. They did not believe that uh, high crimes and misdemeanors that that uh, limit was met. But I will tell you, when you've got 110,000 people who have died as a result of fentanyl, when you've got 10 million people who have come into our border illegally. In the last three years, when you've got a secretary of Homeland Security who takes an oath that he will that he will protect the Constitution and enforce the Constitution of the United States. And he is telling his agency officials, he is telling Customs and Border Patrol agents to ignore federal law when he is lying to Congress. When you are seeing the the influx of, of terrorists and people from foreign nations that want to do us harm. You tell me, how do, what is the level of destruction and in, in, in demise of the U.S. that you have to do that would, would hold somebody accountable at the level of impeachment? I think Mayorkas has met it, surpassed it. That was why I voted to impeach him. And, you know, I, I, I really respect um, members like Gallagher and McClintock and, and Buck, but I don't understand their vote. It's my understanding that we're going to have another vote on this next week. Um, Steve Scalise, God love him, who is uh, undergoing cancer treatment, he's going to come back and he's going to vote, and hopefully we'll have enough votes to be able to counter the negative. But we have a very slim majority right now in the House, and we've got to understand that, you know, Republicans, as, as conservatives as we may be, we're also independent thinkers. Um, but this is this is too important of a topic to take uh, to take lightly. And and if after all the destruction that we've seen, this is not a policy disagreement that we're having. This is legitimate, legitimately our national security that we are seeing at risk. And we have got to hold these cabinet members accountable. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like if this isn't dereliction and, you know, rising to the level of, of turning a blind eye and destruction on this country. argument. Dereliction of duty where they're arguing is not rise to the level of, of an impeachable offense. But I think lying to Congress, I think having your agency that is paid for with taxpayer dollars to do a job, which is to enforce the laws that come out of Congress, when you are telling those agency officials, and we've got documentation, God love Mark Green, Chairman Mark Green of Homeland Security and all the work that his committee did, when they have got memos that show that you've got the Secretary of Homeland Security telling his agents not to enforce and to ignore federal laws. That is impeachable, and that does rise to the occasion of, of, uh, of an impeachable offense. And that was, what I, that was what I based my vote on. Do you believe uh, that maybe some of those others might be swayed uh, with that? That's a very important point. Both of those points. I mean, he sat there and he said, no, everything's fine at the border. Everything's fine. And obviously, clearly knew otherwise. Well, look, facts, 
facts need to tell the story. Everybody has an opinion and everybody's opinion can be swayed, you know, by their political bend, but facts tell the story. 110 dead. You have, you have over 10 million who have entered our country illegally. You look at the number of people who come over from the terrorist watch list. You look at the fact that we've got crime overriding a number of our, our, our cities, services that can't be provided because we are having to provide for illegal immigrants, police officers that are being beaten in you know, broad daylight. Those are facts. It's actually happening. And for a secretary of Homeland Security to deny it and say, oh, no, everything's hunky-dory, nothing to see here, our borders are secure, is an out-and-out lie. And he's being paid to do this. The agency is getting paid billions of dollars to do a job. And they're not doing their one basic job, which is to protect national security and secure our borders. And if this is what we have to do by cutting their funding, you may see that before March 1st. That may have to happen. But you've got to hold these, these people who are in charge accountable. And that starts with Mayorkas. It starts with Biden. Yes, exactly. And what is more important than protecting our homeland, protecting our, you know, for generations to come? Because once they get here, as we know, uh, they get lost and we have no idea where they are. So it starts right there in that key, key area. And you know that border all too well. Well, everybody, be sure to subscribe and share to this really powerful podcast. Congresswoman Beth Van Dyne, you are terrific. And thank you for all you do to keep our country safe and to protect this country. I I love how much you care about our homeland and everything you do for our national and international security. Maria, I really appreciate you, you highlighting this issue and you're fantastic. Thank you very much. You have a great night. And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America. America.